Hello and welcome to the second episode of Iron Sharpens Iron, a podcast where we as African youth come together to discuss the pivotal role in shaping the collective future of our continent. We truly hope you enjoyed our debut episode and that you're ready for another insightful conversation. I'm your host, Latabo Satole, and in this episode, we're diving deep into the world of ecopreneurship. Trends, movements, and developments across the continent are testament to the fact that young Africans are leading the charge in driving entrepreneurship that is focused on climate mitigation. Ecopreneurship is not just a buzzword, but it's a growing trend worldwide. According to a recent report, the global market for eco-friendly products and services is projected to reach a staggering $2.5 trillion by 2025. This presents a massive opportunity for young African entrepreneurs to tap into this fast-growing sector and drive sustainable change for both our economies and our environment. Joining me today are two remarkable young Africans who bring their unique perspectives and expertise to the table. We have Kwanele Nguenya, who is an arts and climate justice activator and will enlighten us with his passion for environmental advocacy. We also have Cheryl Mboya from Nairobi, Kenya, who is the Managing Director and Chief Innovative Officer at Isa Sa Limited, who will share her insights on sustainable innovation and entrepreneurship. Together, they will help me and us unpack the world of ecopreneurship and its significance for our generation. Iron Sharpens Iron is powered by Nestle Needs Youth and Youth Connect Africa, two incredible organizations that have partnered to create a powerful platform for young people across the continent. Through this collaboration, they are fostering conversations around innovation, providing resources, and empowering the next generation of African change makers. Now, I don't want to waste a lot of time, and I'm really excited to get straight into it. So a very, very, very warm welcome to my incredible guests, Cheryl and Guanele. Welcome, guys. Um, I'm going to start with you, Cheryl, to just greet us in your home language, and then yourself, Guanele. Hello, all. So in Kenya, we speak Swahili, and in Swahili, hello is habariyako. So habariyako to everyone. Habariyako to you, Cheryl. Thank you so much. Kwanele, over to you. My name is Kwanele Kutsingwenya. For you as a young South African activist, what does sustainability, the word sustainability, what, what does that mean to you? In simple layman terms, I could say sustainable, sustainability means uh, future. Something that uh, is no law is not prolonged, but something that can be harnessed in the next coming 20, 50 years to come. So sustainability is something that can be continuously developed and continuously evolving. I want to ask you similarly, what in your 
perspective as a young African and also as a young entrepreneur, what the word ecopreneurship means to you? Um, thank you. The word ecopreneurship to me means um, the ability for an, an entrepreneur to be able to drive business sustainability, that is economic um, advancement of the business or of the corporation, while still maintaining environmental sustainability. As a young activist, and you've mentioned that you hold um, a lot of different roles and different organizations that seek to amplify the work that young people are doing around um, the environment and sustainability. Do you, in your work, see and believe that young Africans care about the environment and about preserving um, the planet? Um, young people at this moment in time, in this age, they are, fight, they are at the forefront fighting the climate injustices uh, and trying to not only bring innovative solutions to their communities, local communities, but they are the ones advocating for national implementation of policies that are going, that are going to assist our nation in terms of the government uh, making them aware that we are facing a disaster that is uh, climate change, uh, the inclusion in the not being caring of the environment. Currently, myself, I'm developing a policy app that's going to assist uh, not only young people, but going to assist many uh, ordinary South Africans in the country who don't participate in policies or laws that are passed into regulations in this country. So it's going to give them access whereby they can give their comment or feedback or even their opinion on how they feel about the policies or legislations that are going to govern the country. Specifically in terms of climate change, not any other policies, but climate change, because uh, I'll just note one policy that we are currently uh, collaborating with. It's the Presidential Climate Commission that's facilitating the the project of uh, uh, developing the national the national agenda of uh, climate issues in the country. So it's it's uh, the South African South African framework for the just transition framework for South Africa. So mm -hmm. the just transition framework for South Africa. So basically, it's to shift the problem uh, coal power power stations to uh, powering our electricity in renewables. So basically facilitating the whole implementation plan whereby young people are given resources or um, I could say resources in terms of monetary aid where they could develop uh, sustainable solutions in their communities. I want to know what inspired you to to care so much so that it defines um, your career and your professional life. Yeah, sure. So um I am a daughter of an environmentalist and uh, environmentalism was ingrained deep, you know, I'm um, growing up. So this just involves simple things as, you know, um, don't just throw away um, recklessly your banana peels or your apple core. You know, you need to just uh, package it well. Then when you get to a good place where you can be able to uh, safely dispose of it, then dispose of it. So those little, um, you know, um, habits grew up and, uh, helped me, you know, develop the core sense of environmentalism. So when I decided to 
develop or rather um, establish my company. I wanted to establish something that will create um, innovative solutions and innovative products to the challenges our community faces, but not just to the challenges the community faces, but also the climate. So basically, we are trying to hit two birds with one stone by addressing social and climatic injustices through innovative solutions. Similarly, I want to find out what inspired you to take on this path. What inspires you every day to advocate um, for, you know, the planet, to advocate for sustainable development and, and how you feel that is important for people? Um, truly speaking, I'll just say I just have a passion and drive for 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 something that is bigger than me. So I just love being on spaces or on being on networks and contributing to something that I know it's bigger than me, but it's going to not contribute. I mean, if it's not directly impacted in my own life, but it's going to impact someone else's life in some way. Uh, probably an opportunity of a job or probably an opportunity of a pattern. Cheryl, I want to come back to you and ask you how you, you feel or believe technology and innovation can play a role in driving the success of ecopreneurship initiatives. Yeah, um, technology can be able to play a key role. And given that we are in a uh, technologically advanced world, we need to play, we need to ensure that we are not just tech conscious, but also uh, conscious about the innovative solutions we drive out to address the very various challenges we face. So we are looking at using technology and innovation as a as a co-dependent in addressing the various climatic injustices we face. So this turns into, you know, I'm looking for more technological ways and more innovative solutions to address the challenges we face. But you as a young African ecopreneur, you would have some experience maybe in shedding light on what some of the challenges that young entrepreneurs in Africa are faced with and how you believe these challenges can be addressed. So Africa is known to be um, a very rich continent. Yeah, you know, we're talking richness in terms of like resources, raw materials, and you know, um, human resource. So we need to ensure that we are not just um, you know, over relying on the help we get from outside our continent, but also utilizing the rich resources we have in our continent. Uh, however, the challenges I might say that many young ecopreneurs and young entrepreneurs face, uh, first of all, is in terms of um, financial capabilities uh, and also trying to break through within the African ecosystem. So if you're able to liaise, you know, through strategic partnerships and you're able to offload that, then you can be able to bridge through and enrich ourselves through self-reliance and not over-dependence over on, you know, um, outside help. Cheryl, how important are collaboration and partnerships with different stakeholders, such as governments, businesses and NGOs, in supporting the growth of ecopreneurship in Africa? 
strategic partnerships play a very key role, uh, given that it's part of the you know, sustainable development goals forming SDG 17. So ensuring that we form strategic partnerships within you know, uh, various macro um, you know, businesses and micro enterprises um, in Africa, as well as you know, partnerships between the public and private sector entities and also the government uh, can be able to help us catapult and you know, uh, solve various challenges we face. Because at the end of the day, we are looking at addressing the challenges we face through a leave no one up, uh, leave no one behind approach. So if we're able to get everyone on board, then we can be able to communally address these challenges we, we face. What policy changes or support mechanisms do you believe are necessary to foster a conducive environment for ecopreneurship and youth-led climate mitigating ventures in Africa? Well, I would mean just to start afresh, I would just mean two policies that young people have created or that have created, which is the Jones Back Youth Community Plan and the South African Youth Convention Plan. And that's where they could actually take a look at and probably align themselves on what they could actually possibly do in terms of uh, sustainable communities or advocating for their own environments. Before I let the two of you go, Cheryl and Guanele, I'm going to ask you both if you can share any advice or tips for aspiring young ecopreneurs in Africa who are looking to start their climate-focused ventures. And Cheryl, I'm going to start with you. As an ecopreneur, what's, what's your advice? What are the tips for young Africans aspiring to start a venture like yours? So what I'll say is young people young people are endowed with an innovative mindset. And given that um, we, we are able to look at our community and address the various challenges we face, uh, I'm looking at young people being more conscious and being more open to effectively um, you know, uh, go out and capitalize on their abilities. This also involves you know, abilities such as singing, dancing, and all this. Because at the end of the day, we are we are we are all uniquely endowed, and we all have unique capabilities. So as long as we're able to capitalize on these capabilities, then we're able to um, catapult our continent towards um, dominance. So uh, in my two cents, I'd like to say that uh, one person needs to have uh, interpersonal interpersonal skills, whereby you need to communicate what they feel, view uh, their opinions, express to their point to another person, well, that's one, that's one skill. Also, they need to be involved in their abilities. Um, when I say they, involved, they need to know what's happening in their communities, because uh, each and every area, they, it, they, it, it has their own jurisdiction and it has their own uh, national policy or area policy, so it governs their own. So it's basically very much important for young people to be engaged and to be familiar with their own even policies that are, that are there in their own uh, communities because those policies are going to bring them to the population. But in simple terms, I would say that the skills that are needed um, is to organize, uh, organize in terms of what's happening, social media, 
I also can organize pro social media community on people who want to engage, want to invite on your events, and uh, campaigning using the interpersonal skills, as I said, uh, or some of uh, some others are good at presenting, others are good at speaking, public speaking. You transfer those skills, even writing, transfer those skills into campaigning. Then from campaigning, we have young people who are good in creative thinking whereby they can trust anything uh, into a point form, into a legislature or a document or being trusted into some point of a policy. Um, those are just few skills I would, I would definitely think a young person should possess if they need to be, uh, or if they want to advocate more in terms of their sustainable environments. So, Kwanela, just to unpack a little bit more, how does the use of digital tools and technology contribute to climate interventions? Social media is one weapon or powerful weapon that people can use in terms of collaborating efforts uh, on networking, I would say, in simple terms of uh, collaborative efforts, because uh, you can't develop something without having to find another source. Social, social media has many products, has so many services, has so many people who are creating those products outside of their own environment, or outside of their own working environment. So it's easier to get feedback. It's easier to get uh, uh, people who can collaborate and work on something that young people are developing. And that brings us to the end of the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to it as much as we have enjoyed making it. It has been a really engaging and insightful conversation. So thank you to Cheryl and Guanelio. This is not the end of our voyage, though. We have more exciting discussions lined up with a focus on young Africans and entrepreneurship. The next couple of episodes promise to be as engaging and equally thought-provoking. We encourage you to join us for those discussions when they are released. In the meantime, join in on the conversation on hashtag 